Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Happy Friday, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Ben Anderson coming up here momentarily of KSL Sports. Also our jazz pre, half, and post-game coverage. We'll get to Ben's thoughts on what's going on around the NBA, and we'll get his thoughts on what's going on with Rudy and Donovan. Gordon, get another voice on this situation. Yeah, I'm all looking forward to it. What's going on over there? You all right? Yeah, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good. What were you doing during the break? You all right? You sound you sound uh, uh, happy yet relaxed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I am. Uh, I am happy and relaxed. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Good. Good. Well, I'm. I'm glad. Uh, let's get out to the Sprint special guest line. Sprint. They make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. He writes for KSLSports.com. He's also with us right here on the Zone Sports Network, part of Jazz pre, half, and post game coverage. And he is our good friend Ben Anderson with us on the Big Show. Ben, how are you and yours? Everybody, well. You know, everyone's doing okay. Everyone's doing as good as uh, I think anyone can be doing right now. So good to hear from you. Good to see you earlier today, Jake. And uh, good to hear from you too, Gordon. Yeah, Ben, it was good to see you. I, I never thought I'd miss seeing all the, uh, un, you know, the um, not so good looking members of the media. Some exceptions, of course. Always fun to see David James. <laughs> Always fun to see David James. Well, Ben, tell us, what are you doing? What have you been doing to keep, in, uh, keep yourself busy throughout all this with no basketball? I know you've been riding a ton, but what, just uh, chasing the kids around? Yeah, you know what? Kind of, I think, the way a lot of people are who are working from home, you, you kind of go from eating, which everyone's eating too much, I'm sure. I don't think I'm the only one. But eating a lot and then riding a lot. Thankfully, there's there's been kind of enough to ride about. And then... Uh, and then trying to feed the kids as well. You're just kind of kind of rotating those three things. Ben, if you had to make a bet, are we going to have another pre-half and post-game in this particular NBA season? I'm going to say yes. I know Adam Silver today came out and didn't sound particularly committed to it because they didn't really know what to say. But I think the NBA really wants to get it done. I think uh, what Dr. Fauci said earlier this week uh, probably gave some people, uh, you know, some optimism that it can be done. And I think the hard part, Jake, is that at some point someone's just going to have to commit to taking a risk. And, and no one wants to do it, and totally understandably why nobody wants to do it. But at some point a state is going to have to reopen its economy in some sense or a school is going to have to open or a college campus or a professional sports league. Someone's going to have to take the first step, and then we're just going to kind of have to learn what that new normal looks like, but there's not going to be a right way to do it the first time. Ben Anderson with us here of KSL Sports on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Ben, of course, we've been uh, living moment to moment with this drama uh, between uh, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, whatever you know level that drama may be. Uh, we heard, of course, from Rudy over the weekend on Instagram. We heard from Joe Ingles here on the Zone Sports Network. You and I heard from Mike Conley today in the press conference kind of saying things he thought would be fine. But Donovan Mitchell did a you know weird interview with Fat Joe, of all people, and wasn't all that committal, but did say he was ready to move on, I guess. What's, what's your take on what's going on? 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's certainly been strange. And I think if you could have an ideal way of hashing this out, you know, you would have had the two guys tweet about it and say, hey, everything's good. We talked. Everything's fine. But clearly that's not the case. Everything's not fine. But at least they kind of acknowledge they need to move forward and they're okay with that. Now, I think what we're missing, what everyone's missing is just a little bit of the backstory of what that relationship was like kind of before the coronavirus outbreak. And, you know, I I think we assume that everyone's close because they're the two best players on the team, but that's not necessarily the case. I mean, everyone works with somebody that, you know, they work closely to, but that doesn't necessarily mean they hang out with on the weekends. And I certainly think that's the case with Gobert and Mitchell. I I don't think they have the closest relationship as it is. I've always thought Rudy Gobert was a little bit of an outsider in NBA circles. Uh, So, so I think we're probably just getting a more, accurate perspective of what already existed versus a radical change to something that, that that occurred you know after the coronavirus ben anderson with us of kslsports.com and ben this is something that gordon and i have been talking a lot about this week I want to get your take on it what kind of fit do you think donovan and rudy are together on the floor i think they're without being complementary to one another you know I, I you know it's not stockton alone certainly what one does doesn't fit the other player's game specifically better than it would anybody else. And what I mean by that is Rudy Gobert is going to be a really good shot blocker, whether it's Donovan Mitchell in front of him or whether it's you know Bradley Beal in front of him. And vice versa, Donovan Mitchell is going to be a 25-point-per-game scorer, whether Rudy Gobert is behind him or whether Kevin Love's behind him, You know, if you're talking about different styles of players. So they're not necessarily complementary of one another, but they're not oil and water. I mean, they can certainly play together. There's no reason to think that they can't play together. And I don't think that anything, any one thing that one of those players does hurts the other player's game. Ben Anderson with us, Jazz Prehalf and Post, as well as KSLSports.com with us here on The Big Show on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. You know, we talked to Mike Conley last week, Ben. You heard from him today with that uh, Zoom press conference, which was uh, was pretty cool. But I asked him, you know, if he felt like things were finally starting to click and then right before the abrupt shutdown, of course. And he said, absolutely. And you could hear in his voice that it was a little frustrating. We, we mentioned the injury, too. But he seemed really confident that things... Things were st- starting to finally work with him with this roster. Were you kind of under that same impression? Yeah, it's been funny going back and kind of looking at the season and kind of looking at the different trends because the team has been so up and down so dramatically and so quickly uh, at points this season. Going back, I realized that, hey, uh, Mike Conley clicked in those last five games or so once he got pushed back into that starting lineup. Remember there was the weird game was right before Boston that he almost got benched and then he stayed in the starting lineup and Royce O'Neal came back in and if you look at Mike Conley's numbers from there he was really good and then he was actually playing a short stint in the first quarter subbing out coming back on the floor with Tony Bradley and those two had a really nice speaking of complimentary you know partnerships those two were playing really well together and I thought Quinn Snyder had kind of finally found what he needed to kind of unlock this, this 48 minutes of good basketball the team has been lacking uh, and certainly figure out a way to unlock the best that we've seen from Mike Conley. And I think he did that. And so, yeah, it is frustrating that at, right at that point when it seemed like, hey, all five of the starters are starting to figure it out a little bit, the bench unit looks strong, the season gets shut down. Who's your Jazz MVP thus far, Ben? Yeah, I'd pick Rudy Gobert. I, I mean, I think you could easily pick Donovan Mitchell and just look at the number of games where he scores 30 points and carries this huge offensive load for the Jazz. But night in, night out, the Jazz would survive more games 
without Donovan Mitchell than they would without Rudy Gobert. So, I mean, just based on that fact alone, and I think at this point, style of play, how the team's designed, how they're designed to win games, Rudy Gobert's probably more crucial. And I don't have a problem giving it to the most crucial player, even if he's not necessarily the most talented player. Though Gobert might be. He just does it on the defensive side rather than the offensive side. Ben, I should tell you, by the way, we've been battling technical difficulties all day with uh, Gordon broadcasting live from home, so he would be speaking to you right now if we weren't having said issues. Glad it's on a Friday, uh, I guess, but that's why you're not hearing Gordon, if you were wondering. I thought I'd offended the godfather. I was going to wake up with a horse head in my bed. I was <laughs> worried about that. No, that is not the case. It's, uh, of course, bugs in the system. Ben, Gordon and I were talking uh, with Trevor Booker yesterday, and we were talking the day before about toughness, and maybe that that's what has been missing from this particular version of the Utah Jazz, a player like Trevor Booker, a tough guy. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think you look at how this team's designed and what the Jazz went out and did, and I don't know why one style of play necessarily dictates it or if it's just how this basketball team is built and it's just these specific, you know, 12 to 15 players and really, you know, eight or nine players who are actually in the rotation. But the Jazz wanted to be a three-point shooting team this year, and they're the best three-point shooting team in the NBA, so inarguably that's a success. That, that, that was a mission accomplished, but... They're not the toughest team. And can you find three-point shooting teams that are really tough? Do you need to have one guy on the team who's really tough? Because the Warriors, I think you could have described as probably a pretty tough team over the last few years. Uh, but is that just because they had one or two gritty guys because they had a Draymond Green and they had Uh Is that enough? Uh, do you need more than that? I, I think those are some of the questions that, that you have to ask yourself uh, about what is successful uh, with these basketball teams. So I think that is you know, something the Jazz have to try and figure out because I don't think you can win a championship without toughness. I mean, I think you look back at the history of the best teams in the league and, you know, they've had a tone setter. Uh, the the Detroit Pistons always had kind of a tough guy. The Pistons had tough men mentalities, whether that was, you know, Steven Jackson who was on those rosters or, or, or uh, Bowen who, who played so well and played so, you know, such strong and kind of nasty, almost dirty defense. Uh, Dennis Rodman going back historically. Draymond we talked about. I think you have to have a guy like that. And the Jazz have had guys like that. Guys like that are in the league and, and bounce around. I just don't know if they necessarily have it this moment. I don't know if they have that guy right now. And that might be one of the things you go and look at. And look, there's spots to add a tough guy on this roster without giving up a ton. Now, I think you like George Niang coming off the bench. You like him as a shooter. He's under contract at $1.7 million next year. That's good. But if you could find kind of a tone setter to help come in off the bench and play with Jordan Clarkson that they could knock down one or two threes a game and play tough, an Aaron Baines type, you know, I think you would love that. I think you would love that type of player. Uh, and I think, you know, or, or Ed Davis, who's not in the rotation right now, can you find a guy who's a backup center who kind of comes in and helps set that tone? I, I definitely think there's room for it on this roster. It wouldn't have to take, you know, an, an absolutely essential job that is, is, exists on this roster. They could find somebody to come in and kind of give you some of that skill set or give you some of that tone setting without taking a lot away from what the team already does. Ben, thanks for jumping on with us. You're doing great work at uh, kslsports.com. Keep it up, and, uh, yeah, thanks for putting up with the technical difficulties. Hey, guys, I know how hard your job is right now, so good luck on uh, everything you're doing, and congratulations on your success, and uh, keep it up. I know summers are tough, and to do it right now while the entire world shut down is a really tough job, so I hope everyone appreciates uh, all the hours you guys are putting in. It takes a lot of creative ability. Hey, Ben, thanks, man. You're the best. Ben Anderson from kslsports.com, of course. He's on our jazz pre-, half-, and post-game coverage as well. And, man, I hope, I hope, hope, hope 
that Ben and I are doing shows talking about jazz playoff games coming up in the near future. Of course, Adam Silver had a, a teleconference today where he did not sound the most optimistic. He also sa- he also said that nothing is off the table and they're willing to push things back, including the start of next season, and they're willing to do what they've got to do. So we'll just uh, see as we get more and more information as time goes by uh, how real or or not the possibility is to uh, to have playoffs. All right, let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now from TridayTrading.com, actually a client of TridayTrading.com, somebody who's putting the plan into action. He's our friend Danny. Danny, what's going on? Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, man. We are wonderful. How are you? I, I know you told us last time you got started a few months ago, and Ryan was telling us, too, you're you're really starting to see this thing work. Yeah, yeah. So um, Ryan asked me to hop on and just tell a little bit about my story. I I knew nothing about Forex trading, but as always, I, I hear, heard the ads all the time as I listened to The Zone regularly and was looking for a way to make extra money and a side, kind of a side gig. And I obviously thought it was too good to be true. They fund your account, all these things. You can do this. So I started to look into it. And um, as first many of people have heard, they give you that 30-day you pay $10, which they donate to a good cause, depending on what's going on. I think right now it's going to the COVID-19 pandemic funds here uh, somewhere in Utah. Um, but then they give you for 30 days, you basically have access to what I have access currently as a, as a trader, um, where you can try and test the live and trade the live market for 30 days using their um, software that they've developed and you actually have a mentor that will help you through that process if you have any questions and kind of show you how it works and if you like the product and like what you see you take the leap and in back in December I took the leap and uh, started into the coaching plan and with coaching um, at first I do want to say it's not a get rich quick scheme as you think and I mean you have to kind of earn your your way and actually prove yourself to get a funded account but you start. They, they start you off coaching, and what that looks like is a couple, two or three days a week. You're one-on-one with a coach, um, live on a screen share, and these coaches are just amazing. They show you everything from how Forex works, because I knew nothing about it, um, to, I mean, the, even the mental and emotional side of trading that you need to learn and kind of figure out. And then they, uh, kind of the last steps, they help you create a trading plan that works for your schedule because most all of us have a job and this is not our main income so you've got to find something or a currency pair or a time that works for you that's best to trade and so you work all of that out with your coach um, and then as soon as you can prove that you can kind of keep an account positive they will fund an account for you and I, I got funded 30 days ago or just over and even in this week I've seen multiple days of a pretty decent earning so you know ninety hundred dollars where I've, I've made ninety hundred dollars in the morning before I go to work um, and it's been just I've been blown away um, not only by the coaching and, and just really surprised by it but by the ongoing education and you pay for it but you I mean there's webinars every day you can hop on a webinar and trade live with a coach um, and he'll show you how what trade he's taking and and how that works if you're struggling after you get funded and you are done with your coach there's actually another course that you're supposed to take twice a week and a coach walks you through that and kind of shows you again the basics and helps you as you go to the live market because it's a little bit different than just your regular demo trading um and then there's the groups and the webinars every i mean wednesday night when uh i apologize wednesday night when 
they do release the restrictions where we can go out. You can go to their facility if you're close by and rub shoulders with professionals who are training all the time and I get questions answered and someone's there to help and train you every Wednesday night. Um, and so I, it really is just a learning process and I'm continually learning every day, uh, and, and growing. I've just been having a ton of fun with it and have actually been very surprised at how almost obsessed I've become with it. It's just, I, I get excited to get up and trade and learn and, and it is a lot of learning and work, but at the same time, there's definitely a lot of reward to it. And these guys are here to help you through every step of the process, even after the coaching's done. They want you to succeed, and um, they're right there behind you 100%. So, Well, Danny, thank you very much for jumping on with us. Good luck with your continued success. Thanks, bud. Yep, thank you. All right, that's Danny, client there. It's working for him. Trydaytrading.com, trydaytrading.com. Find a webinar that'll work for you. It's just 10 bucks, and all that $10 goes to support COVID relief. So they're doing a little something to help out as well. Love it. Trydaytrading.com. More next, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. It's time for Drops of the Day. And Gordon, I don't know, what, what order should we go in today? Because I'm, I'm, I'm taking uh, a different uh, look at things today on Drops of the Day. So who has the most entertaining drop, do you think? Uh, I've heard yours. I've heard Austin's. I, my favorite of what we're doing is probably yours, but I certainly wouldn't oh, but, pick mine. But Jake's is the most entertaining. It's not even it close. Is. Well, let's save his for last yeah. then. Austin, where where would you rank Let, yours with mine? Uh, I think we should do yours first, Gordon. All right, let's do mine first then. Mine, oh, has a little something to do with skinny jeans. Turn around. Slowly. Keep your hands up so you can see how you look. Turn around. Keep turning. It looks like you stole a midget pants. Big as you is. How short the pants look. And they're up under your... You're behind, and I skinny there. You can't even pull them up. Try to pull them up. Girls don't even wear their pants that tight. Pull them up. I bet your sister can't even fit them pants. Bend down. Squat down. No, squat down. Squat all the way down. Turn sideways. Squat down. Squat down some more. You can't even do it. That's ridiculous. Big as you is, you about to be 16. Looking like you got a 10-year-old pair of pants on. I know your nuts hurt. Who's laughing? Get your behind up there and change them pants. You can't even walk fast. <laughs> okay. So now, see, I've never been a fan of skinny jeans. It's never been the way I've rolled. In fact, I don't think I've ever even tried to wear a pair of skinny jeans. I may have had a pair of jeans on that were a little too tight, but never skinny jeans. But I don't want to be talked to like that. I don't think anybody who who wears the skinny jeans needs to be... Oh, that's that's just good parenting. What are you talking about? (laughs) That's good parenting. Come on. Really? Yeah. Videotape yourself lecturing your kid like that and throw it up online. Hold on here a second, That kid's going to wear pants that fit from now on. Now, I know back in the day you were kind of uh, rebellious at, at times, very respectful but rebellious, kind of a weird mix of the two. If you had worn something that your dad completely disagreed with, just thought, okay, that's either inappropriate, uncomfortable, or just not good style. Would he have responded like that? 
no, that's not really my dad's style per se. But I good on this dad. Yeah, come on. It sounds to me like you've got a ten-year-old pair of pants on, Gordon. He's sixteen. You you think that his tone of voice was the proper one to take? Huh? I do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Bend down for the squat down. <laughs> oh, brother. All right. I particularly well, like the phrase "big as you is." Big as you is. I like that one. No, I do too. I can't but believe there you're... was a certain body part that he thought might be impaired or hurt somehow because his behind. Yeah. So yeah, I caught that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, that's why skinny jeans never made a whole lot of sense to me because even though you know your boys need a home, they don't need they don't need you know a, an itty bitty little space. They need more. You know, you got to breathe. They're not the genie from Aladdin, yeah, you're telling I, me? And, and, you know, that's only, I guess, it, it depends on where your priorities are. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever worn skinny jeans? Not really my thing, although uh, my wife has gotten me a couple of, uh, like, slacks pants that get more narrow at the bottom. Like the European cut? Yeah, yeah, which I don't particularly like, but she does, so, you know. Now, I, I, know I think I've worn want... them once, and that was for family pictures, and that was about it. Okay. I, and they make your feet look bigger too, all right? They do. <laughs> uh, all right, let's let's move on to Austin's. So Austin, all right. what are we doing? Do you today? remember Jeff Lanham? Either of you? Do you uh-uh. recall the name? Mm-mm. No. He was no. the Cincinnati Bengals fan that invented quarantine before COVID was even dreamed up. He swore to live on the roof until the Bengals earned a, a regular season win. Do you wow, remember that's this story? Hilarious, but no, I was don't. He living on, was he living on a roof or was he living up like on a billboard or something? He was on the roof of a bar is where he oh, was. Okay. Uh, right. He did have a covering over his head. However, he was alone on the roof of the bar, could not leave, could not go anywhere. And this news report made me chuckle, uh, as, especially as we think, man, we're all doing this now. It's a typical Sunday at Hog Rock Cafe. There's music, plenty of food, and of course, football. But with another Bengals loss, Jeff Lanham will be spending at least another week camping out on his restaurant's roof. It's crazy, I know. And I'm stuck in it, and I can't get out of it. Now, like I'm stuck. Yeah, I mean, there's no way out. It began jokingly as a bar bet. My wife was ignoring me, and I'm like, I'll pull a wild man walker. If the Bengals then 0-5 lose to the Arizona Cardinals, Lanham would sleep on the roof until they win, and Lanham is keeping his word. It's so boring, man. It's <laughs> That's probably it. It's like you get bored to death. During the day, you can't do nothing, can't go nowhere. You just sit here. Before Sunday's game, Lanham's wife and friends tailgate while Jeff watches from his tent. Every Sunday, I've always said, you know, I've never, like, prayed to win a game just because I know there's far more important things to pray for. But, you know, the last couple weeks I'm praying, you know, like, please let us win so Jeff can come down. (laughs) After a month, the tent is becoming home. He's got shelves of keepsakes, snacks, and a 50-inch TV. While he's got it all in this outdoor man cave, so to speak, he says one thing is missing. I hate not being around my family. That's probably the worst part, not being around the family, like stuff like that. But I'm going to stick with my word, and eventually they have to win. And eventually eventually they did win. That is so funny. After 57 days, they finally came up against the mighty New York Jets. 
<laughs> on December first, and, and beat him twenty-two to six. Was he true to his word? Right he was. To- he stayed up there till December second. Even have you ever had you know like a bad idea that you realize is a bad idea after you've started it that that's how that guy sounded right in his voice you could hear you him see just the be tears like, coming out of his eyes this was the stupidest idea ever i have to admire his his stick-to-itiveness though i mean he he stayed true to his word and the, 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 here's the lesson and austin don't you agree be careful what you say. Be careful what you commit to before you do oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. When they say, hey, we only need you to be a part-time board op at this radio station. <laughs> you think that through twice. <laughs> I'm kidding. But seriously, 57 days? That's amazing. And didn't it sound a little bit like all of us right now? Yeah, a little bit. It's boring. Yeah. We're stuck here. I miss my family. And you could just hear the defeat in his voice. <laughs> didn't yeah, James was... Taylor have a song up on the roof? That uh, was the Drifters, but. Did he, did he cover their song? Uh, I don't know, guys. Let's anyway. see. I thought that was the song about Santa Claus. Up on the roof. Up on the roof was recorded well before James Taylor, I think. Was it really? We gotta uh, get just, the, we gotta I, get I, the Jake's drop though. Sorry. Okay, let's do it. All right. Uh, I'm doing a preemptive strike. I can't believe you guys haven't picked this yet. So you know what? I'm doing it to get it off the table. All right. And that, of course, is pro bowling. Let's get to the audio vault, though, Tony. Here we've got a former pro bowler who apparently now is a lingerie league football coach. Is that right, Lloyd? That's correct. A bowler? Clark. What does is, what is bowling have to do with football? Oh, well, a lot, actually. Uh, just ask Mike, I, I, yeah, Mike Sanford. I talked to Mike Sanford. Yeah, he's uh, he at length about that. <laughs> yes, yeah, we had, a, we had a very long conversation. <laughs> apparently he's flipping out on the refs, though. Hit it, Lloyd. Don't run and start calling that straight, Boy, it says on here, pro bowler. <laughs> yeah, he's a former NFL pro bowler. You like, didn't write NFL pro well, bowler. It just says former why pro bowler. Why in the world would a guy that bowls for a living coach lingerie That's football? That's exactly what I asked you. Well, put two and two together. That's exactly what I asked you. Are you, are you, you kidding right you? now? No. See? Now, I'm wait a still minute. in the right here. No, no, hold on here. So you're in the wrong, and you're in the wrong on a couple of levels here, Jake. The first is that I already did that one. You did not. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I did that one. But Maybe. that's neither here nor there. Because you're sure you sure I didn't? No, I, I said know. you may have. Yeah, I don't know. I think I did. Because I love that one so much. Because I disagree with your position so vehemently, Jake. I, I I do not understand how you can assume that he's talking about a pro bowler. Because it was about a pro written bowler. pro space bowler. <laughs> yeah, not pro dash bowler, but pro space bowler. But see, I think that's, I'm not sure what the correct spelling is on that. I don't was know Was bowler either. capitalized? Uh, I have no idea. Was pro and bowler capitalized? But why would you describe Gary Clark, of all people, as just a pro? Can you say NFL pro bowler? Can you say Super Bowl champion? He's coaching football. Can you football. say former Redskin Gary Clark? He's coaching football in the story. Why pro bowler? Why would you pick because, pro bowler to because, describe him? Because it describes... It wasn't even his best achievement. <laughs> Yeah, but you're talking about football. And so when someone, the subject is on football and somebody says somebody's a pro bowler or pro bowler so-and-so, you, you automatically know exactly what you're talking about. You're talking about one of the best football players in his era. Except for 
It could also refer to somebody who rolls the ball down the lane for a living. But no one's talking about pro bowling. They're talking about football. Oh, you're ridiculous here, Gordon. That's it. I'm, I'm angry that I played it. Now, see, here's I'm the with thing, Gordon Jake. on this one. Now, Jake, I have so much respect for your intellectual capacity that I, it, it, it is astounding to me that you, that you couldn't put two and two together. And you're usually really, really quick, right, Austin? He's really quick. He's mm. on top of things. And on this one, you got lost in the woods. Pro bowler. Not, not pro dash bowler. But when pro was the last time, bowler. When was the last time anybody talked about a pro bowler on our air? Why couldn't they? Say, why couldn't Lloyd write Super Bowl champ? Or why couldn't he put NFL in front of pro bowler? Well, Lisa's are, pet name for me is bowler. <laughs> now it's going to be pro bowler. Uh, I, I, all I can say is that I think that that it, it speaks for itself. It's one of those. <laughs> It's one of those things when you're reading, you know, when you read a word in a in like a novel or something, and it's a word you're not completely familiar with. You understand the meaning via its context, like supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I used to be able to spell that. Can you spell that? No, but I can almost say it, and I don't know its exact meaning. But in its context, I go, okay, it's nonsense. Exactly. My point exactly. Thank you, Austin. For strengthening my position on that. Yeah, I'm with you. You can talk about this, and I've heard you talk about it a hundred times, and it has never made sense to me yet. Hmm. Well, it makes sense to me. Hmm. Because I thought it was a professional bowler because it said pro space bowler. I like to dabble in the nonsensical from time to time, and uh, I think you fit into that category on that one. I see. Usually you're very logical. Usually you have good reasoning behind what you're thinking, but in this case, I think you are a little bit like uh, Dory in Finding Nemo. What, I have a no short-term memory? You just couldn't. It, it, you had a short circuit there. That's all, right. all. I see. All right. We'll have more big shows straight ahead. Stay tuned. Pro Bowler? 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I can't get away. And you will never leave me. I'm to the game. It's time to make it easy. I can't get enough. So I have to. Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5. And 1280 The Zone, thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Gordon, uh, what are you working on for this weekend, column-wise? We're going to talk to Lemma Harrington coming up here momentarily. Uh, He's talking about TridayTrading.com. You want to give us a little preview of what to look forward to on the driveway? I got a couple things coming out this weekend. One is an in-depth profile on uh, Dr. Angela Dunn, uh, uh, who's really sort of one of the faces of the battle against coronavirus, wouldn't you agree? Certainly here, that's for sure. Now, there is a little bit of a sports connection because she was the one who uh, did meet the Jazz when they returned from Oklahoma City and uh, did everything she could to instruct the Jazz further, even though they, they knew more than most NBA teams did at that particular point. But she, So there was a connection with the Jazz in that respect, but it's more a profile of her and her career and her background, and really rather interesting. I'm really impressed by her. She's uh, she's really, uh, uh, let's put it this way, uh, it's nice to have someone as capable as she is uh, sort of leading the charge against COVID, and so I had that 
uh, I have that coming out. I believe it's, it'll be posted maybe tomorrow and it'll be in the paper on Sunday. And then I have a column coming out that waxes a little poetic and uh, about baseball and how it would have started up uh, this past week and uh, and it uh, we're we're missing it. So uh, I I feel a connection to baseball just because my dad had a great love for baseball and he passed that on to me. And uh, so every year at this time, I always look forward to the start of baseball. I mean, I'm not Mr. Baseball like Austin is, but I I do have uh, a connection to it that reminds me of very good memories. Yeah, usually it's the start and end of the baseball season for Gordon at this time. Right. right? Yeah, usually he follows the Phillies for about an inning and then it's uh, <laughs> and then it's over. Yeah, but I, I also like it. Going to B's games in Austin. I know you've been over there a bunch, and Jake, you like it too. But that—that's a special ballpark over there, and uh, and I miss I miss going out to the Green Cathedral. Don't you guys? Absolutely. Yep, the Green sure. Cathedral. I've never heard it called that. Have you ever heard of the book uh, Green Cathedrals? No. It's a book about about baseball. Hmm ballparks and whatnot well described all right well we'll be uh, looking forward to that keep an eye out sltrib.com or of course uh, in the paper and certainly uh, looking forward to that profile of dr angela dunn all right let's get out of the zone phone joining us now of course from at&t sportsnet host of jazz pre half and post game coverage and proud day trader with trydaytrading.com he's our good friend alema harrington alema how long uh, after starting this thing how long did it take you to get the hang of it you know what? That's a a, a great question. It, it's one of those things that for for every, every person is going to take um, maybe a different amount of time. But typically, what happens is in your training between six to nine weeks of training, and then you're kind of into your own personal demo account. And even in your demo account, and I need to make sure that I, that I, I put this point across. Even in my demo account, I'm trading their money. Like, so I'm learning, you know, getting, you know, my, my feet wet in the market trading, tri-day trading's money. So once you're up to about six to nine weeks, then at that point you're into your demo account and you're starting to trade and get a feel for it and you're starting to build your account. And then every, you know, couple of months, depending on, on what uh, part of the program you're, you're involved with, with tri-day trading, they'll increase your account. So if you continue to improve and do better, then you get more money in your account, and it just continues to grow and continues to grow. And, and that's the exciting thing about it, guys, is that you, you kind of watch the money grow. And for those of us that are kind of into that competitive nature and get a little bit of an adrenaline rush from, from being involved in something that, that takes some, some skill and, and you know uh, a little bit of wisdom, and you know for, for us, that it takes on kind of a, a life of its own in that regard because you just get kind of excited to, to check out what the market is doing. And so for me, it's been um, that six to – for me, it was like seven weeks, and then I really was starting to get a feel for it. The important thing, too, man, is, is that you got to stay connected with your trainer – and your coaches, because it's easy to start to think, man, I got this, and you start going rogue and going out on your own. Um, it, just like anything else, whether it's basketball, baseball, business, you got to get back to basics and, and remember, you know, the, the the basics of of the program that that Tri Day Trading is providing, because that's really what makes it successful. 
What's more satisfying, uh, a good day trading with TryDayTrading.com or cornbread fresh out of the oven? Ooh, ooh, cornbread fresh out. Here's the thing. I can have cornbread fresh out of the oven at my house with butter on top of that and still be on the Internet and tra- and doing my tri-day trading <laughs> at the same time. So I can have the best of both worlds. And why not, if one of those is good and the other one is good, why not have both of them together, which I can do with tri-day trading? And don't forget the $10 for 30 days, the trial right now. Take advantage of that. And, uh, you know, you jump online. Maybe we'll, we'll connect online uh, with Tri-Day Trading. I'll give you a cornbread recipe. There you go. See, I always like the way you think, Alimba. Best, <laughs> best, best of both worlds, brother. Best of both worlds. It's all good. Uh, thank you, Alimba. Thanks for jumping on the show today, my man. And uh, hopefully yeah. we'll be talking to you soon. Thanks, guys. Alema Harrington uh, here for TryDayTrading.com. And that $10, by the way, to sign up uh, for the webinar, that's all going to charity during these times. Uh, the folks at TryDayTrading.com are putting that to COVID relief. So pretty awesome. Check them out, TryDayTrading.com. We'll have more Big Show next, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 of The Zone. Another day, another week comes to an end, Gordo. But uh, yeah. as we've been talking about throughout this thing, it doesn't really feel like your Friday is supposed to feel. No, and today's been sort of a jacked up day I, uh, with all the equipment problem and whatnot. I probably, can we find a way to blame me? Because I must have done something wrong. Maybe I was living wrong on and off the field. <laughs> Maybe, Gordon, you need to examine what you're doing in your personal life. And, and we don't want to know about it, but you just need to correct it. Are you one of those people that when things go bad, like when Austin has a string of bad luck, do you think that he deserves it? No, 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 I don't, I don't feel that way. So you're not like, I don't want to get all biblical here, but you're not like the friends of Job who are making accusations about all the bad things that's happening to him because of his, he must have done something wrong. There's probably like five people on this planet that I hope bad things happen to. Bad, non-fatal things happen to. Anybody present company uh, involved in that? Oh, no, heck no. I love you guys. Yeah, no, you guys are the best. Well, anyway, I I must have screwed up somehow. I messed up this... uh, the plug wasn't working right. Actually, I think it was a bad machine. That's what Johnny told me eventually. He said that. But then once we got the new one in here, I had a few connection problems and whatnot. I so. never now, fancied Johnny for a kiss butt. Now, yeah. The, now, the question is, how did, it, how did it become a bad machine? That's really, that's really where the rubber meets the road here now, isn't ah. it? Probably abuse. <laughs> Gordon, did you did you empty out your glass of milk in the morning on the equipment? Did you just pour it on the equipment? That may have happened. I you know I I, I I thought I was taking really good care of it. You know I have a special place for it and I keep it there where nobody can really mess it up. But uh, I think it was a gradual thing because I noticed a few quirky things happen. As as the the days and the weeks went by, and it finally had a meltdown today. Don't, don't you have a new puppy nearby as well? Ah, there's the answer. Has the puppy been accounted for at all hours? Uh, you know that's a good question. Actually, <laughs> Go keep no, the equipment away from the puppy. <laughs> I see no teeth marks. If if that's what you're implying well, here, teeth would be well, the better option of what I was thinking. True, yeah. true. Although you know. 
I, you know, I had a bit of a, a, a short circuit in my brain. But, uh, you know, the, I don't think I broke the equipment. I think it was the equipment's fault. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. And I've learned that by playing golf with Jake. You always got to have <laughs> yeah. something to blame. Well, those things are expensive. I don't blame you for sticking to that story. You should continue on that way. Are they, are they really expensive? Comrex units? Yes, yeah. very expensive. Really? Yeah, really expensive. So if I broke one? Probably You'd have to not. do play-by-play for an adult site with Joe Buck to <laughs> just pay to for pay it. for it <laughs> for a million dollars. I can't believe Austin that you're so quick to agree with that. I can because it's a yeah. million dollars. Hey, uh, let me let me check something real quick. Uh, my wife happens to have just walked in. Hey, Lise, if someone offered me a million dollars to do play-by-play on a porn site, would you give you the approval for that? Would that be worth a million? I don't think she's. I don't think she's up for that. So, I I kiss that million goodbye. I don't believe you. That that's what she just said. So it's true. What, uh, according to you, the yeah. Geez. <laughs> All right, Gordo. Hey, seriously, in, enjoy your weekend, my man, and I'll uh, I'll talk to you on Monday. Thanks, guys. It's been a good week. Appreciate everything and appreciate all our what you do and appreciate all our listeners. So thanks for tuning in. We do. We never take it for granted. We're grateful that we can be on the air. We'll talk to you on Monday on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.